0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
1: Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is the one and only, the incredible Felipe Arroyo, who made his Broadway debut with the iconic musical and Juliet. You maybe have seen him in Aladdin's First National Tour, or York Theater's Penelope, or Joe Iconis's Punk Rock Girl, maybe the first national tour of Into the Woods, or maybe on TV with Evil on CBS or Helpsters on Apple. Um, Philippe is also an alum of Carnegie Mellon University, and I am ecstatic and over the moon to have you over. Philippe, welcome to Backstage Talk.
0: Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get started. Oh, my God, Yes. Um,
1: I just read your bio, but i I need to know what else do we need to know about you?
0: Um, I love I'm a big the biggest nerd I think you've ever met. Um, I love Marvel movies. I love Star Wars movies. love movies in general. And um, I think my favorite thing that has been taking the majority of my time is on my days off every single Monday. I don't know if you've heard of this game called Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> of course. <It's> probably the nerdiest <laughs> thing about me. And it's taken over my life. And I think the thing that I like about it the most is that it's just an improv game. And I just play with all my actor friends. We sitting around a table pretending to be wizards or thieves or whatever. And it's a great way to like even keep up the acting on the day off. Which has been, it's been so fun.
1: I love it. I love <laughs> it. And I'm also a nerd. I'm a Disney nerd. Not that much with Marvel or Superheroes, yeah, yeah. but I enjoy Still Disney, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. I want to know all about your journey to Broadway and mm-hmm. being on national tours and then being part of the *Anne Juliet, that transfer from London to Broadway and that incredible cast that incredible show
0: yeah yeah i think broadway was something that was always on the horizon for me as with most actors it's something that i strived for since i was very very young i wanted to be a disney channel actor i wanted to be on a disney channel original movie and then i just found theater and that was something that i found that i was very very good at i wasn't very good academically in schools um but it was really because i only focused so much of my attention on theater it's all i really wanted to do um and so i eventually got into school i eventually got into carnegie mellon and um that was that was a very tough experience because they they, they, they have all these kids from all over and it was just a rigorous program um and then graduating i was able to i was fortunate enough to start auditioning and start that process and start, you know, going on tours. And then I would go on another tour. And then it felt like I was just touring for the majority of my, my career. And I, I still knew that Broadway was something that I really wanted to invest in. Um, so I was offered, I believe a third year to stay with Aladdin, which it's hard to leave something secure And not that not to knock down touring because a job's a job and we should be so fortunate when when the work comes. But at the same time, I had been touring for maybe four years, three years. And I knew that if I didn't leave, I could I could get wrapped up in the security of it, which, you know, no fault there. There's nothing wrong with that but I knew that I wanted to at least try to come back to New York and say no to touring for just a little bit and only say yes to New York jobs. And I'm so glad I did because it worked out because now, now we're on Broadway, baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you, you did the jump directly to Broadway.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I love it that. It took, it took three years after... Um, being, being in New York after leaving Aladdin, it was really hard. Um, there, were, there were years where I had no work at all. Um, then obviously the pandemic hit and then it was hard for all of us. Um, but I'm happy that once the pandemic, I mean, I don't want to say ended, but once things started reopening again, such as theater, I'm happy to say that um, I was able to find work pretty quickly, um, which is nice because we were we were going for so long without art and i was going crazy
1: yeah yeah i feel you um i want to go back a little bit to do you have any aha moment in which you said it is
0: theater hmm yeah actually i do um i was maybe i had been doing theater my whole life and it was more of a more of a hobby and then a friend took me to see a production of a show, of a national tour called Jersey Boys. Yeah. And we all know Jersey Boys. But it was like the, it was the best show I'd ever seen in my life. And it was the first time I'd ever gotten access to a ticket that was so close to the, the stage. I was maybe third row. And I remember act one ended and I leaned over to my friend and I said, this is blowing my mind. I looked at the bio of the person who was playing Frankie Valley. His name was Graham Fenton. Um, I was maybe fifteen. Um and Graham Fenton I saw went to Carnegie Mellon. And I was like, That's where I want to go. If he went there, I'm gonna go there because that guy up there is a star. Um, we've never met since then, but since since then, I have reached out to him on Facebook, and we are friends on Facebook and um you know i've just told him how much his his performance meant to me and i hope to do that to to someone someday i want someone to message me and say hey i'm you're the reason why i'm doing this that's the goal i think to inspire well, someone else
1: let me tell you that you are one of the reasons that i am doing this because oh. when when i saw angel Juliet in may i was starstruck i was already obsessed with the cast recording with the london cast recording then with the Broadway cast recording Mm -hmm. and it was one of those shows that i was really looking forward to um and to just see you and see justin david sullivan on stage and the rest of the cast i was like there is a place for queer latin people on Broadway. And Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It was one of the few times that I have felt myself truly in my whole, like, I, I felt very seen on that show. And it was just amazing. I cried with the opening number. I cried with the closing number. I cried in the middle of the show. And it was just amazing an amazing experience and an amazing show that that's why like this show jumped to my top favorites in mm-hmm. no time mm-hmm.
0: that's the goal yeah I, I hope you leave the theater crying
1: oh yeah trust <laughs> that's my me, goal <laughs> I, I was in a row with a lot of young people and kids and they all loved i don't know if crying crying bawling their eyes out but they, yeah. they, they like you could you could see the puffy eyes
0: Ah, <laughs> yes yeah. We did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: tell us a little bit more about this journey with Anne Juliet. yeah. So I started the process uh, very a few months before they were starting their rehearsal process for Toronto. I want to say maybe like seven months. Mm-hmm. And my first audition was for Romeo and i thought this is not going to happen they're going to give it to someone who's not you know they're going to give it to like a white guy and then you know once i didn't get it i thought okay well that's that and then they then they sent me françois and then i and i thought the same thing i thought you know i think i was viewing broadway a bit negatively at that time and I think anytime I got something, I was more than ready to bear my soul into the audition. But there came this little, a way to deal with rejection. Oftentimes I, the way I deal with it is I tell myself it's not going to happen, but I hope that it does. And so I got Francois, the audition call and I just, was so convinced it wasn't going to happen. I'm a musical theater kid. I, I grew up, you know, singing Brian Darcy James, who I'd be the Shrek song. Like that's the kind of style that I sing. So I said, no way am I going to get this pop show. I don't have that style within me. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I, then I auditioned for it and I just kind of let it go. And months went by and I didn't hear anything, uh, maybe three months. And then I got a call to go in person and that was cool. And then that whole, so the whole process for me auditioning was it probably took four additional months since my first audition. I didn't hear for so long. And then I got the job and I cried. I called my parents and they cried. Um, we all cried. And then um, I had gotten the job, but they were still looking for their May. And I started doing chemistry reads with other people. And everyone was great. Every I maybe read with six people. And then Justin was the last person to come in. I think. Yes, they were. They were the very last person to come in. And um, yeah, I think it was just clear. I think we all left the room and we all went, yeah, we know who it is. Um, and then we did Toronto mm-hmm. and Toronto was a, was it about a year ago actually now? Um, and my role in France as Francois then was very different than it was today. Um, partly because it takes me a long time to feel comfortable and seated in a role. Um, but also because I didn't really know what it was. I think I was trying to be something else. I felt, I don't know. There's this weird, everyone says, bring yourself to the role, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is maybe getting a little too deep. I don't think I was entirely happy with who I was at that time. So I felt uncomfortable bringing myself to something and showing it to the world. Yeah. Um, and i think a big part of myself as an actor i now realize is that i have to be okay and happy with who i am now because i am putting if it if it if not for me for the people that i share my art with they have to see the best version of what my art looks like yeah. and in order to nurture that i have to nurture myself so absolutely
1: Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating and harrowing story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Now open at COSI. Don't miss Titanic the Artifact Exhibition. This epic exhibit features over 200 authentic artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Discover poignant passenger and crew accounts and majestic recreated interiors, including the iconic Titanic Grand Staircase. Tickets for Titanic the Artifact Exhibition are on sale now. Book your voyage at cosi.org. Absolutely. And I love that this character brought to you into a self-discovery process. I think that mm-hmm. every single role should do that. Maybe not as deep or as profound as it happened to you, but to bring yourself as a performer into the character. Um, There is also, there is always a, a discovery process and that is beautiful and I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think all, it helps that the there is a discovery process within Francois's arc. It's all right. It's inherently there, yeah. so I think I think playing Francois, just the character alone, yeah, there was a lot of discovery. And the character has taught me a lot about myself, too. Um, which, you know, I, I hope to bring in to the next job.
1: I love that and 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 it's amazing. And you can see yourself being comfortable in this character now and sharing a lot of who you are as an actor and as a human being and who you are playing this character. And, uh-huh. and it's it's beautiful. Um, Thank you. You have a heritage from the PR, right? Uh-huh. From Puerto Rico. Um, how, ha- how do you think that your heritage has influenced your artistry?
0: Um, tricky question. Because I am Puerto Rican, I look Puerto Rican, the world identifies me that way, they look mm-hmm. at me, especially casting directors, directors, yeah. and they put me there, but I grew up, I was born in Alabama, I grew up in West Palm Beach, Florida, which is the widest part of Florida, And my parents didn't teach me Spanish. And I would go home, home to Puerto Rico once a year. And somehow, for some reason, I just didn't feel like I was Latin enough. And I, and I still feel that way. Um, It's something that I, I grapple with a lot that I can walk, I can walk in the streets of, of Harlem and for some reason people will look at me and I people have said, hey, white boy. And it infuriates me because I'm there's a part of my culture that I that I'm so proud, even though I wasn't born there, even though I like don't know Spanish, even though I I, I don't ever want to feel like I'm not Latin enough. And there are times when I do, but then I meet people who are in the, 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 the community who really embrace where I am at in the community as well. And, and, and I still am a part of it, Yeah, you know, um, I don't necessarily have to prove myself at all. Um, because on the other end of being called a white boy on the street, I have been discriminated against on the street as well for being, there's the other side of that too. Yeah you know um but if we're speaking directly to theater i i guess i don't know i i think it's more so on how i'm perceived with directors and casting directors and i have made it a point to not necessarily want to only portray His hispanic characters Mm -hmm. um although that is fun as well um I think ever since Hamilton ever since Lin-Manuel Miranda or we as people of color were able to portray so many different things now than just being in a gang or being in the stereotypical idea of what it is to be a Latin person a Latin actor or just a person a Latin person we're more than gangs we're more than we're more than mm-hmm. mowing your lawns. We're more than cleaners. We're more than, you know. I love that Francois is Latin because he's he's someone who's he he's 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 struggling with his identity. He's struggling with being enough. Is he enough? And also like in my personal life, within my family, very conservative, very Florida, it's not okay to be queer.
1: Mm-hmm
0: you know, and it's not okay to be Latin and queer. There's, you have to be, you have to be a man. What does a man mean? Yeah. Francois has to face that as well. And luckily, you know, I, even my Brazilian father, Paulo, like he, the reason why I think our relationship is as palpable and powerful as it is, is I think like I'm Hispanic, he's Brazilian. That's there. You can see it.
1: Yeah absolutely and I, and i absolutely agree with you it sometimes feel that when you're latin you have to like choose between being one or the other uh, being either latin or being queer uh or having a different point of view um but i love that you bring that to y- your performances with angelique um and and that you bring this to your artistry um you, you just mentioned that Sometimes you're called white boy, and sometimes you weren't called Latin boy, right? Uh-huh. Um, being this mix, like growing up in Alabama and in in South Florida, um, and now being this whole thing. Uh-huh. Do you have a best thing that you think that pops up of being this and an artist?
0: Um, you mean in terms of, uh, being portrayed as white and Hispanic? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I do. I don't think there's a, a best, a best thing because it changes. It's very fluid and it changes on a daily basis. Um, I think again, I think your identity sometimes is not necessarily how you identify yourself. It's how people, people look at you. And sometimes that label is put upon you. Mm -hmm. Um, You can know what you are. You can know who you are. That's fine. That's good. You know, but still. Somehow. You'll be you'll be portrayed as something different or someone different. Um, You know, my whole life, I've thought I've been like this, this confident kind of guy, but. I've only ever played nerdy roles. That's the only thing that I can I I have been um as accepted as? yeah accepted as, and it's made me question. I'm like, huh, why is that? What makes what makes me so um seen as someone with maybe a little more insecurity someone who's a little bit more unsure someone who is unsure of their identity and then again playing francois it all finally clicked and i said huh i'm not as confident as i think i am i am certainly all of these things that people see sometimes and they want to show that to the world and i'm not saying that that's great um but i do acknowledge the fact that i don't know i've 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 learned a lot and i've i've definitely been able to to see how the world views you and it might be different than how you view yourself
1: yeah absolutely what is your best or favorite moment in the show in *Anne Juliet
0: um, I think my favorite moment is my like least favorite moment in the show because it's like the realist Um, there's a confrontation I have with my dad towards the end and we sing a trio with me Justin David Sullivan and Paolo and it's my favorite moment in the show because when I turn around and I have this speech that I tell him Everything, it sounds corny, but everything does drop away, Yeah, and it is him and I, and you see his eyes change, you see his face shift, and you see how my words really affect him and change him. The reason why it's my least favorite moment at times is because it's uncomfortable, and it doesn't always feel good. To tell a parent that they aren't, it's not, it's not always, it doesn't feel good to um, express a boundary to a parent. And also to feel like you might be hurting someone, too. It's the same answer. It's because that moment feels real. Yeah. To me, at least. You know, I know everyone has their opinions, but to me, that moment feels real.
1: No, and and it is, and because it's hard to set boundaries, and more with someone that you love, but also puts a lot of expectations on you, and puts a lot mm-hmm. of of their own dreams and into you. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is uncomfortable. It 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 may be awkward, but it's a very real and like heartfelt moment, um, in which. I would guess as, as an audience member that Francois tells his dad and and it's like, I'm growing up and you have to be okay with that. And okay with the, the boundaries that I'm putting and what I want to do with my
0: life. Cause if not, I have to go. Exactly. I'm willing, I'm willing to leave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that and, and yeah. for being so open about like your process with this character. Um, yeah, of course do you have any Latin inspiration
0: I mean Lynn <laughs> of course Lynn like he's the best and he's been so nice to me since I've been able to meet him but even before meeting him and even before he's been like cool with me um I've looked up to him and he I think he knows that you know um I just love that he's a writer and I'm a writer too and he just he found a pocket on in Broadway that was empty. Yeah. And he filled it with what he thought should be there and what he thought should he should be there rocks. And I can't wait to see more. Absolutely. And he's Puerto Rican and he's from the same hometown that my dad is from. And my uncle knows his aunt and it's just cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Final question. What are your top 5 favorite musical theater shows?
0: I love Little Shop of Horrors. I I love playing I played Seymour before and it's the best. Um I love Sweeney Todd. Um I also love this new production of Sweeney Todd. Hamilton, of course. In the Heights, of course. Of course. <laughs> um and then uh, um you know I love Be More Chill. I thought Be More Chill. You know why there- I love New Chill? It's because it's ba- it's basically Little Shop of Horrors.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. It's this thing that comes in, promises him the world if he does these things correctly. Yeah. But then it changes his life, and then that thing tries to take over the world.
1: It, yep. Yeah. It, it, we we can change the plan for a pill. That's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know that Joe Iconis. I know that Little Shop of Horrors is his favorite musical too. So... Yeah, you you can connect the dots.
1: (laughs) 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 I love that. Philippe, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for joining us, for being so open. Um, I've said it before. I am a fan. I cannot wait to see more of you. I know I will. Um, And thank you for... Thank you for being here, for making me and a lot of Latin people feel seen in the show and in this industry.
0: Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new
1: episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.